RBI Baseball Nintendo Podcast. I am your host, Brad Bell. Recently, we had Joe Cordiano from Columbus, Ohio on. Joe is one of the top RBI baseball players in the nation. His resume in the RBI baseball tournament scene in Chicago and Columbus is quite remarkable. During the show, Joe shared a lot of his experiences playing RBI growing up and what it was like to play in all those high-stakes, $100 entry fee tournaments. And you can find that podcast at techmobileversusrbi.com on the podcast page. Additionally to that podcast, we also tackled the listeners' mailbag questions and comments. So in the segment you're about to hear, Joe lends his expertise, his knowledge, on a wide variety of RBI baseball topics. So let's get into that segment. We got some mailbag questions. I threw it on uh, Twitter okay. and Facebook and got a lot of response of people asking questions and whatnot. So um, let's go through some mm-hmm. Facebook questions and comments. Mike Moe, who we know as Noma from the DNA forums, he uh, just says, oh, yeah. yeah, that's Mike Moe. Pitcher home runs. Love that guy. Uh, so he says, pitcher home runs. And Jose Angel Martinez replies with, um, I still pride myself as hitting a home run out of the park with Nolan Ryan. It happened many moons ago. I'm a native Houstonian, so that made it extra cool. Awesome. You know, it's like a UFO sighting, pitcher home runs. And I, I want to believe that pitcher home runs can happen, but... You know, sometimes I'm like, are you sure you didn't use the eight hitter and get confused, you know? So I do believe a pitcher Walsey is is capable of happening Uh, where you hit the ball through the the foul pole. You know, it would be at the base of the foul pole, but I I do believe it's maybe possible. I agree with you. I I personally have never seen one. I've played thousands of games. (laughs) Um, I think it would have to be a Walsey. However, that guy, if I read his Twitter uh, response correctly it wasn't but i've come close before but i personally have never ever seen one i choose to believe the people who say they've they've done it because i don't know why they would lie about that but i would love to see that happen well interesting is gantry and his guys play a lot of straight pitch so the pitchers get ideal hit pitches to hit and i don't think they've ever had anything remotely close to it so um, I tend to reference that in terms of, you know, what pitchers yeah. are actually capable of. Yeah, no, that's a good point because they're always going to be able to square up the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, I've played thousands of games of RPI, and I've never had one. I've come close, and I, I've had one or two that I thought maybe would be a Walsy instead of hit off the wall. Um, so I think it could happen, but uh, but like you, I, I really want to believe that it, it happen but i personally never i've never seen it the one thing i did was i just barely scraped one over the wall with like the eight hitter and okay i had like a lapse in who was at bat and so i'm like freaking out jumping around thinking i hit a pitcher home run and kurt's like right and then the pitcher comes up yeah and i'm like oh son of a so uh (laughs) so jose i hope you're right i hope it happened I really do. 
he said he went on to say something about down the right edge along the foul line. So it would have been like the shortest distance to leave the park. Couldn't believe it when it landed in the crowd and they started roaring. It was awesome. I'm sure lots of others will come out and tell their stories too. Actually, it's pretty rare for people to claim they've hit a pitcher home run. So that's right. You know, that's the thing. It's pretty. You know, it's it's not a lot of people are like, oh, I've done that. It's a pretty rare claim. Yeah. So is he saying it's a it was a wallsy, or he's saying it went over the wall? He said it went over the wall into the crowd. Wow. So, huh. Well, good for him. Corey Bass on Facebook writes, would you agree that John Tudor has the best movement versus stamina? His stamina, I think, movement is... Movement versus stamina. His stamina is 40, which is basically the standard yeah. for starters. So that in itself right. is not great. But as you're the pro at RBI, Tudor's got pretty good movement. Tudor's got great movement. Tudor is probably the best, and for my money, is the best pitcher in the game. So... I think deceptively he, he has stamina because he can get out quickly. He's got that ability to just hook the outside corner when he wants to and then also bring it all the way in. Uh, if you're sitting on that outside corner too much, I might throw one in on you on the inside corner and still have it be called for a strike. Uh, now, his movement is not as good as Fernando's, but Fernando's is almost too much movement because it's a little bit harder to control. But for my money, Tudor is the best pitcher in the game. Definitely the best lefty. I, I, yeah, I agree. Had a big game to win. You can trot John Tudor out there. Uh, that's that's a good start. Corey Bass goes on to then ask, since since we were talking about one of the best RBI players, would you like to play me? And he goes on to say, uh, played RBI head-to-head for many years uh, versus best friends competition. Um, nothing more exciting than St. Louis versus Boston or New York. 0-0 going into the 10th. Well, it depends on which team you are. If you're Boston, <laughs> then that's not too exciting. That's a little bit more embarrassing. Well, there was that but guy. I've been, I've been on both sides of that. Do you, do you remember the guy, I think it was in Columbus, where he took on Boston with Tudor and gave up one that's hit. Right. Which I do remember home, that. Yeah, gave up one hit, I which do was remember a, that. a home run. He lost one to nothing, and he pitched a one hitter yeah. with Tudor. So that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. Tudor's the, the the perfect pitcher to face Boston. The problem is he doesn't have a lot of offense behind mm-hmm. him. That's the great thing with RBI in the in the mono e mono competition. If you can deal pitching wise, you can hang with the big teams, the big bats, et cetera, et cetera. That's so. right. Every time. Let's get to some Twitter comments retro sports gamer this guy has a uh, retro sports gaming channel they talk about tournaments games sports games in general it's a really great channel i've been a guest on their show a couple times talking my tournaments it's at retro sports gamer gamer being spelled g-m-e-r and so tom basically just rapid fires a lot of questions so i'm gonna have you tackle these who is the best overall pitcher yeah Tudor righty or lefty, and and if you want to break it down, right-handed pitcher, I would probably go with Clemens. Clemens, interesting. Okay, I figured yeah. you want somebody with a little more movement, but he does have you know the heater. So yeah, he can overpower you, and he's got enough movement with that speed. I think. Now, now, well, you know what, Nolan Ryan's pretty damn good too. Yeah. Okay. So you're not a big on like Kruko, for example. Kruko? Yeah. No. He. Well, I, I do like him, but I wouldn't put him in the top. 
Um, I like on my righties, I like the speed because they're going to face a lot of righties. We talked a little bit about National League, but he asked, what is the best team overall if we remove the yeah. National American League? Who do you got from there? If you remove American and National, I would say Boston. I mean, their their offense is just is too good. And then they, they've got Clemens as a wonderful starting pitcher. Uh, Bruce Terst isn't as good, but he's, he's, he can still get it done, especially with that offense behind him. And then you can usually, if you can – if you can get it down to where you only need Stanley and um, Calvin Sorority for an inning each, then they're, they're fine. That, that's enough. Mm-hmm. But you don't, especially with Sorority, you don't want to go more than one inning. Where do you rank American League? I'm curious. I, I would put American second behind second, really? National, just, okay. just above Boston. And the, re- the number one reason is because their pitching is just better. So say Reagan isn't that great, but I mean, he's okay. But um, Jimmy key is a lefty starting pitcher. And for me, that's very pun intended key for RBI baseball, because there's a lot of heavy hitting right-handers. So I like to go opposite and then just nibble on the corners. And you can't do that uh, with Boston. And then, and then also American league's bullpen is much better. Each of their bullpen guys, I'm going to try to frame this correctly, their pitches will tail away from the same-handed hitter better than they... Right. So they basically they have an interesting movement skill set that's pretty unique. That's to, right. Um, it's, it's kind of reversed from what other pitchers are. So American League... Yeah, that's right. They're, that's right. They're one of the best pitching staffs for sure. Tom goes on to ask, who's the best overall batter? That's pretty subjective. That's an interesting to... question. I thought about this one um, a, a bit. I, I think the best overall batter is Mark McGuire. And what puts him over the top for me is he's got that pinch hitting boost, the first at bat that he has. So, you know, Dawson's a, a great hitter. Reggie Jackson's a great hitter. Bell's a great hitter. But but Mark McGuire gets that extra boost his first at bat every time. And for can, me, that just puts him over. And you can bat McGuire lead off, so he's going to get as many at bats right. as possible. That's right. And that's the only way to go. It sounds silly to a guy with 49 home runs lead him off, but that's the way to play American League's lineup. He's too easy to walk if you if you wait for the seven hole or the. Oh six yeah, because American League from. Uh... You know, six, seven, and eight. It's like a black hole of batters. There's nobody down there. That's right. So yeah. You right. Have, if he has no protection, why pitch to him? You know. That's right. But yeah. you throw him number one and, and lead off, and then you've got Mattingly behind him, and then Bell after that. That's pretty formidable. And Ripken, he's like eight fifty five power. That's average yeah. power, but it's still something. I mean, yeah, I always felt that Ripken. They should have made him a little bit better than he is. That's just me, I guess. What is the most even matchup? This question was the hardest for me. Um, I'm going to say the most even matchup is probably New York in Minnesota. And it's it's not a fun matchup. It's not sexy at all. But that's probably a picket every time if you're playing uh, with two guys with a a similar – Ability or skill set are playing. That's probably the most even. Now that's it's that's the 
probably the last match if I would want to play, but that's my answer on that one. I don't even know who's better between the two. It's it's pretty pretty comparable. I, I agree with that. Yeah. What's the craziest play or glitch you've ever seen? Well, I'll tell you what. You just mentioned um, retro gamer, so I watched uh, the a link that you you put up on uh, the the Dini forums. I had never seen that blue alien glitch. <laughs> that that was, was pretty amazing. The fact that they also got to they streamed that and caught that live. That was that was yeah. I've never heard of anything like that. That was that was sweet, and, and all their batters were left-handed pitchers, <laughs> yeah. and their faces were blue. <laughs> and, the, and and every time they field the ball, they aired. That was great. That cracked me up. There's a good question here. Does he? Do you prefer the NES version or the arcade cabinet? Well, I just have so much more experience with the NES version. I'm gonna. I would probably say that. I think that the I have I own the the RBI arcade like the stand up thing, but um, those lineups are some of them are just too good because mm-hmm. they're all time greats. So, uh, like for example, the Yankees, you've got Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. It's just too stacked. So I, I think that the NES version for sure. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. And have you played any of the Famista games, the Family Stadium ones? I have not. I have not. I would love to. I, I just, I've never gotten my hands on one. I believe I might have, or, or maybe Nightwolf had showed me some. And I think there was a version that it looked just like RBI, played like RBI, but they had like different stadiums, different, and I'm pretty sure they had different dimensions. And I would kill for different yeah like even if there was just a couple just i'd be curious to see right because which kind of leads us into one of these upcoming questions uh ryan key from twitter at ryan key zero zero eight three three eight three seven that's a mouthful we get to talking about st louis and he says st louis would be a tough team to beat in a bigger stadium speed galore on that team what do you think about putting st louis in a that's an interesting point i would i too would love to have the ability to pick a large stadium, a medium stadium, and then the the bandbox that RBI Stadium is in St. Louis would be much better in that stadium because you just hit one in the, in the larger stadium because you just hit one in the gap and then you triple with, with half the guys practically. And Vince Coleman maybe even rounds the bases, <laughs> possibly. And Ryan mentions that. Um... In RBI, it's like every game was played at Coors Field, which uh, probably the pre-Humidor. I hadn't really thought of that, but that's a, that's a good comparison. That's a great comparison. And then uh, we had Mike Sullivan at the kick is good. Writes, and this is interesting. He writes, I love their dedication to scale. The foul lines could have been slightly askew and made it into one frame, meaning the the, the batting screen. Um, but they had a right. vision, three frames with accurate angles for baselines, and I love them for it, which I think was a good a good idea. You know, you had the, the wide screen. It was wide enough for the pitcher-batter um, encounter, right. and then you had the nice little the side screens with the bases. So good. Yeah, good observation. Ryan also writes, uh, Gibson, Detroit, and Strawberry, New York are my favorites, power and speed. Also lefties. True. Gibson, do you know what his power rating is off the top of your head? I off the top of my head, I don't. 
I, I, strawberries is definitely higher. He's nine. I know strawberries like nine oh nine, which isn't. Yeah, that sounds ri- right. Ridiculous. Gibson, I'm going yeah. to guess is like eight ninety or something like that. Yeah. So not overly powered guys, but when you add in, because strawberry speed is nothing special. I mean, it's okay. Um, but when you add mm-hmm. the two components together, you have a pretty good ball player. And the fact that they're lefty, yeah. which I really yeah, like. The, the fact that they're lefty, for me, is, isn't a um, isn't a, a wonderful thing. <laughs> I am left-handed myself. so I. But on RBI, more often than not, you're going to face a right-handed pitcher. And for me, I would rather be, I would rather face the same hand that if I'm the batter, and so, so Strawberry and Gibson, more often than not, are going to face the opposite hand. So I think, and that's another reason I would give McGuire the edge is because he's righty and he's going to face a lot more righties. Whereas Strawberry, who's a good player, Gibson's a good player, they're going to face righties more often too. It's just easier to hook that outside corner on the opposite hand. But I, I do like both of those guys. Sure. Ryan. And I like where they bat in their, in their lineups. Strawberry bugs me a little bit because he's so far down the I feel like by yeah. the time you get to him, if he and Carter maybe switch places, I think I would like Strawberry yeah. better. Well he protects Carter. Yeah. But you know, Carter's eight seventy nine and Strawberry's yeah. nine oh nine. So it's like you and the Mets, you know, Hernandez is like eight forty three, so you don't have like right. really potent guys ahead of Strawberry. And so, you know, you're not guaranteed that you're going to wrap out hits and get them on base. Right. I don't know. It's just my gripe. And then you throw in uh, Hojo after Strawberry, who's not the best protection. And Strawberry's kind of right. on, he's a, kind of on an island for me. Other people may disagree, but um, it's just uh, – I think New York would be a lot better if Strawberry was like third or fourth. Well, the, the key for New York is you have to be able to slap Dykstra and Mookie Wilson mm-hmm. on base. Just slap them. If you can get – those guys on base, then Keith Hernandez. As long as he doesn't hit into a double play, he's got Carter, then Strawberry, and that, that pitcher's got a got a problem on the fans. Yes, I agree. How awesome would it be if you could set your own lineup on RBI? That would be epic. That would just change everything. Yeah, I've also thought about making a ROM where I just made like one change, switch a you know switch a couple uh, yeah. guys around, just a little tweak as to what could make the teams better. And I think you could. Uh, yeah. Make a lot of, of batting lineups a little bit better if you did that. I think you're right. Ryan Key also goes on to talk about Detroit's first four batters are Murderers Row, correct? Even though Evans and Noakes are slow as Christmas, but they can knock one out of the park at a time. <laughs> Evans and Noakes are the the notorious hit it so hard to the right fielder they can get thrown out at first base. <laughs> yeah, they can get thrown out, right. Yeah. I've done that many times against those guys. Yeah, that's right. And uh, especially Daryl Evans, man. That guy just brings the lumber and sends a yeah, screamer great. to right field. So He's the left-handed version of Tony Armas. St. Louis Cardinals get a little bit of love here. Uh, Lauren Anderson at Landerso30 says the Cardinals are the fastest team. You can steal bases with most of their lineup. He likes the glitches. The best glitches running into the stands and home runs through the wall. When you hit it directly down the line, which we call the Wallsy. Which is a great glitch. Running into the stands is super annoying. um, There was, at our tournament in Omaha this year, it was Nate and my buddy Terry. I think Terry picked the ball up too close to the stand and tried to throw it into second, and it 
doinked yep. into the stands. Yep. And so Nate You'd had have to, to run first and then throw. Yeah. So Nate basically score had to score to get back to the pitcher screen. So Yeah, um, that's right. Lauren goes on to the ball too close. Yeah, he, that's what he did. So Lauren says the perfect bunt placement against computer best where they could send the outfielder in and get the bunt and you could get it inside the park home run off of it. I find it kind of comical, but on the same sense as a big RBI baseball fan, I also find it embarrassing that that happens. So, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, RBI ultimately shines in two-player mode, obviously. So. That's right. It, yeah, the, the computer is not not good. And uh, we go on. To, and that, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Travis Jansen has a ROM out there where he takes the computer defenders and he speeds them up like three to four times. Uh-huh. So they run ridiculously fast and they can get to balls nice. in a timely manner. So it's actually, actually pretty competitive to play them because it's pretty rare to get doubles. And I don't think you can really get triples on them unless you have like Vince Coleman. So yeah, makes it highly huh. competitive. Yeah. You know, you know, speaking of glitches, the glitch that I use the most often which which kind of neutralizes St. Louis is the glitch um, on a steal throwing the second base. You can throw the ball like super fast, mm-hmm. and it'll catch Coleman most of the time. Still, oh, you can okay. I knew you could get most guys, but I just I didn't know you could get Coleman. But I haven't played St. Louis yeah, a lot can. lately, so I, for some reason I think I've used in the Houston St. Louis matchup a lot. For some reason I end up with St. Louis, so I will have to keep that in mind. Lauren Anderson and I kind of had a back and forth, but uh, just basic comments that Houston was the worst team, even if you had Nolan Ryan and Mike Scott. Tony Pena hitting a home run was by far the worst thing you could let happen. I can think of a few worse things than a Tony Pena home Yeah, run. I can think of a few worse too. But <laughs> I think I hit one off, still a, not fun. off of McLean at the Columbus tournament with like Stinky Sullivan in his second at batter. Oh, did you? I did something That's wacky. That's definitely worse. It was a it was a, a god awful guy for him to give up a home run to. Um, That's definitely worse. Mm-hmm. The Ozzy Smith home run is not the funnest to give up either. Some guy on Twitter told me in a two player game he gave up back to back Coleman and Ozzy Smith homers. So, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that. He was that's like, not easy to do. He said it was like the worst thing that's happened to him like ever in gaming. Yeah, and I was like, right. Man. So I can only imagine. Oh, here's a good one here. Dom Nicolini at Falcon Feast writes, with Boston's deep bench, what's your ideal substitution pattern? It's a good question. I, I'm very specific every single time with Boston. It's Burks leading off, Tony Armas second. I let Boggs bat, and uh, that has to be the case every time. Always, like, I don't care if it's righty, lefty. Buckner for me never does anything, um, so I have to get him out. A lot of people play Buckner, but I never do. What do you do in the uh, the eight hole? What when do you bring in Henderson, or where do you put him at? Henderson's always eight. Okay, because only because <clears throat> well, he's a good hitter, but that's really the only other spot. Sure, you could make an argument for maybe where Wade Boggs is against Detroit since they're heavy righty, but. I, I like I like uh, Wade Fox's bat, so eight's really the only spot in in place of Spike Owens. I have a different approach with the first two guys. 
huh. I, be, I well, bet. I'd like to hear it. I bet Armus first and Burke second, okay. primarily because huh. Armus is a double play machine and Burks has just enough That's speed. True. And so I just look at it like, hey, if Burks singles and you know Armus is either gonna hit a home run or ground out somewhere, you know, if that you know situation. Right. So I just don't want Armus hitting into double plays because he has no chance of running yeah. him out. That's right. That, that's a good point. The reason I like Burks first is because I like to do a lot of hit and running. Mm-hmm. So I like to get Burks started. Okay. And then if, if the pitch is a ball or I swing and miss, I can get Burks back to first okay. uh, before you throw it there. But I can't get Armas back. Okay. And then every once in a while, you can pick up a stolen base with Burks, whereas you certainly can't with Armas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened in the history of RBI. So. Right. Yeah, that's a great point with with the hit and run. That's something I don't do a lot of, so definitely an interesting take on that. Well, that concludes the RBI section of the mailbag. I did get a question about Tech Mobile. All right, Iron Mike. It's at Iron M I C, like you know, microphone. Writes, how good are right. you actually in Tech Mobile? That is my question. Shout out on Twitter if it makes the cut. You made the cut. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to answer this for you real fast. You are really good at Tech Mobile. I'm pretty okay. Like, so. thickly good. You're pretty darn good. I've spent some time working on it. I thought about this question over the weekend, and there's a couple different ways I could go. What I would say is if you want a tangible indicator, I've won a 32-player Tech Mobile tournament. I've run a 20-player Tech Mobile tournament recently. So those are probably two of the bigger ones that have occurred in the last, you know, 10 years since social media has really taken off. So if you want to look at it from a resume standpoint and beating a large group of, you know, being the best in a large group of people, that's that's where I would go. But what I could also do is, is get detailed with um, the strategies I use with, like, knowing the run blocking scheme. So, like, if you're... Walter Payton, I know the guys to be so that I'm not run blocked. The problem when I start talking a lot of technicalities of Tech Mobile and the intricacies, people don't understand the impact of them or the right. you know how important it is or they don't know about the strategies. So it's kind of a during the headlights look. But, you know, the tournaments that I've won quite a few and so just resume based and playing a lot of different people in a lot of different locations columbus ohio and then a whole different set of people in in omaha i think you know that lends credence to me being obviously a good player to some extent because um if you're winning these tournaments with a big turnout probably pretty okay you probably know what you're doing yeah so but you now, know, now roy hall's uh tournament the the former hospital black guy how was that the 32 that was the 32 which may be because yeah, from what i understand you won that easily I did the first the first three games they were over in the second quarter, and then when we yeah. got to the semifinal and the and the championship, you know it was a slower pace. I couldn't you know I had a I had a comfortable lead at halftime, but the game wasn't over. You know if I would have imploded, they could have maybe fought their way back into it, but won those games decisively again. You know and these were against these were guys that were going in their fourth and fifth game undefeated. And they had won their little yeah. their little region of eight players. So um, interesting or fun fact from the Ohio the Columbus tournament, the the guy I beat in the championship game, a few hours before he asked me to play him a warm up game. 
so I beat him like by the same score in the warm up game as I did in the championship. <laughs> and, oh really? Yeah. So it was pretty much the same score. So of my six games in Columbus in a thirty two player field, I went um three of my wins came against number two and, and the guy who plays number four. So oh, I beat, okay. you know, most wow. of the relevant guys. In the Omaha tournament recently I beat well, I gave second place their only loss and then I defeated um fourth place fifth place and sixth place so again beat almost everybody of note yeah. at the tournament didn't play nate because he got knocked out in the semifinal. yeah and i've played um riley and i played tech mobile growing up as well not not anywhere near to the, the extent that we played rbi but I, I know how to play the game i know what i'm doing it was fascinating to, to play against you you think you're just on a different level and what, yeah, I'd you know, say, you know, when you can do pre-snap reads um, in freaking mm-hmm. Tecmo Bowl, where I'm like, oh, you're this defender down here. Well, this guy will be open if you called X, Y, and Z. And, um, right. So again, just to get into really technical stuff, and you know, the other thing with Tecmo is like it has two more teams in RBI, and so it creates mm-hmm. a lot more matchups because of that. Right. Also with RBI, I feel like there's a smaller group or pool of teams that match up well with each other. Like, that's, um, that's very true. And in Tecmo, you get like these groups of like four and then you kind of get some gray areas. Well, like, Oh, these teams kind of work too. So you have bigger pools that you can pit against each other in Tecmo. Huh. That's created a situation where we've played a lot. You know, I've played as teams like Seattle and Indy that people don't normally want to play with. I played with them like 40 mm-hmm. times, but I've played against them 40 times. So just the sheer right, volume. Right. Because you're probably not going to want to play a bunch of like Boston, Minnesota games, you know? Yeah, um, in, yeah exactly. In RBI, as to where it's easier to find kind of a, a upper echelon team and then kind of a lower one that would somehow have a, they would match up well because of a few different factors. So, well, Joe, I guess we can put a wrap on this show. Appreciate All right, it's you, been a pleasure uh, coming on and, and lending some of your expertise and, and sharing your experiences with RBI. And Anytime. if we uh, put a bow on it, you and I are friends because of RBI baseball. That's right. <laughs> so my first friend from RBI baseball brings people together. That's well, right. There you go. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast with the mailbag and everything. We're going to have Joe back on here sometime in the near future. Uh, we're going to go in-depth on some teams. I'd like to take a look at the teams and kind of scour over their lineups and pitching staffs and all that good stuff. So, provided you're to. up for that. so Absolutely. All right, people, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in.